Hello, everyone. We'd like to welcome you today to our podcast, uh, Nothing But the Raw Truth. I am your host, uh, Dr. Bruce A. Smith. Uh, in the studio today, we are going to have an awesome discussion tonight. We're going to be talking about mental health. And uh, when I think about mental health in America, it is uh, a situation in some communities is a taboo word. It's something that we don't want to discuss and we don't want to talk about. But uh, uh, our co-host today none, is none other than Phyllis Knight out of Mansfield, Texas. She's going to be our co-host uh, for this this topic on mental health, and we are going to uh, dive in. We we know that there's no way possible that we can we can hit every area of mental health tonight, but we're going to strive to to um, touch touch base with it, and, th and then if it's necessary, we can also do a part two. Um, but uh, Phyllis, we want to welcome you to the show tonight. And is there anything that you would like to say to open us up as we prepare to discuss this topic? Uh, mental illness or uh, uh, mental health in America? Um, well, I just want to tell you, thank you for inviting me on the podcast tonight. It's been a minute since we've been on, and so I'm uh, excited to get back on the air and have some um, some discussions about mental illness, mental health, mental breakdown. You know, there's a difference between, you know, mental illness and mental breakdowns. Correct. So a lot of times um, people are suffering from mental illness, and that's things like depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, eating disorders, and addictive behaviors are all considered um, part of mental illness. Um, but then there's on the other spectrum, you have mental breakdown where a lot of times, you know, we, we, we called it back in the day, we'd say, a nervous breakdown, a person right. have a nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdowns or mental breakdowns, mm -hmm. you know, it, it oftentimes because of um, a lot of stresses that we deal with in our lives that causes us sometimes to have what we call a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown is what we, you know, formally or more, most commonly mm -hmm. call it a mental, um, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, growing up, that's what what we heard, uh, which was so many times it was far from the truth of what actually was going on. But um, that at at uh, that point in time uh, in our lives uh, in in life, uh, a lot of things was not known as they are today. Uh, it's so many things that when you look at uh, our mental health and our mental problems that we face, the things that that it causes. Uh, uh, you know, ment our mental health is, is actually a fragile part of us. There's so many things that could actually uh, cause us to, to, to have uh, mental situations or uh, uh, mental anxiety. Uh, I know uh, for myself, as I, I look at myself and I look at, I used to have uh, panic attacks and it just, and, and that was, was coming from anxiety you know, and, and those could have gotten out of hand and caused a situation in my life to where I could have started to have, a, as, as we used to say, a mental breakdown. But uh, one thing that I, I learned how to, to, to cope with that, I went to a therapist and this therapist helped me to uh, get an understanding, get a grip on my situation, uh, 
taught me how to to cope with the situations uh and, and some things you can do that some things not sometimes sometimes people have to have medication sometimes uh it's just so many so many different when you look at our mental health our, our mental illness there's so many different things that they have to look at to to get an understanding um uh in a, in a person's life because it, the situation is an individual situation it's not a uh, it's not not just one one uh one thing fits all every everybody's situation is totally different right right you're you're right you know um i also suffer from um anxiety attacks or panic attacks um mine's came after i was um discharged from the military and mm -hmm. moved to los angeles you know i grew up in a small town in Michigan, and I wasn't accustomed to uh, living in such a big city. And, you know, just the very, you know, you know, me just getting on the freeway, mm -hmm. you know, driving back and forth on the freeway caused um, some anxiety, but it wasn't the root cause. The root cause was me being discharged from the military, me and my husband having to live with his parents, you know, and things like that. And so I was overwhelmed with a lot of stress and fears and anxiety and stuff like that and living in a big city and I had no other family there right. except for my husband's family. So, um, you know, I end up having anxiety, um, anxiety attacks or panic attacks. And, you know, when, when people have um, anxiety attacks, you know, a lot of times you have a lot of tension. Sometimes you can feel like you even choke and feel like your heart right. is beating so Heart, you feel like you're having a heart attack. A lot of times, people don't even realize what's going on with them. But that's an anxiety attack. I, I never knew what it was or had a name for it until mm -hmm. one day I happened to be uh, watching TV, and um, they had uh, it was on the news, and they had a, a, a episode where they was talking about panic attacks. And when they described it, I was like, "Wow, that's me." So I did, you know, go to um, a, psychi a psychiatrist mm -hmm. um, and she, you know, talked to me and saw that I had a lot of life changes. And because right. of those life changes mm -hmm. brought about anxiety and anxiety, you know, a lot of times that comes from a lot of stress and mm -hmm. fear, you know, or worry, you know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times, you know, back in the day when we were growing up, you know, people, you know, we, we thought ourselves as being, you know, oh, she's crazy or that mm -hmm. person's crazy. But it's that that's not crazy. People just have mental illnesses that have to be addressed, just like if you stump your toe or you break your toe or mm -hmm. you get a cold when you got to go to the doctor or any other kind of illness. But when it comes to our mental health, you know, we have to um, address that a lot, uh, oftentimes by going to the, to the doctor. And we don't even look at depression as as a mental illness, but mm -hmm. some people suffer from depression constantly, you know, and so that's an area where people also need to get assistance, get help. Sometimes people have to get on antidepressive medication, Correct. you know, to help them to get through, mm -hmm. um, you know, depression, you know, and there are other, um, mental illnesses like schizophrenia, eating disorders. You know, people don't look at eating disorders as a mental illness, but it's a form of mental illness also. 
Right. You know, so even addictive behaviors like gambling and sex addictions and things like that, those are other forms of mental illnesses. Yeah, and when you when you think about uh, there's just so many different directions you can go with that. Um, right. When I think about uh, at that point when I, I found out that I, I had cancer, uh, that caused some extreme, what I call extreme mental anxiety, mental stress. Uh, mm-hmm. It it had me to the point to where I, I did not go know whether I was going or coming. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to 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 deal with it or cope with it. And then it seemed like uh, the people that you were around, you would get. It's, it it seemed like you was always. I w- and I can't say you. I say me. I was always angry uh, mm-hmm. about my situation because it was something I didn't know how to deal with, didn't know how to cope with, and um, therefore, while I did not know how to get help, but mm-hmm. uh, luckily, uh, uh, being that I I had my uh, uh, radiation treatments for my cancer when I when I had it, I had it. I was uh, I'm, a, I'm a veteran. And I had went to the VA. The VA, um, uh, while I was going through the treatments, they they asked me uh, about my mental health and, and, and the stress and the strain that I was going through de- in dealing with this. Uh, and uh, at that point, that's when I actually got that psychologist that that uh, actually helped me and walked me through a lot of this to so I could uh, uh, cope with it. Because it's not easy to cope with those type of situations when you're going through something. Because you don't know whether you're going to live. You don't know whether you're going to die. You don't know. Uh, uh, you, you, you hear the word cancer. Uh, the, they, mm-hmm. what, what we call it is the big C. Yeah. When you hear that, <clears throat> it throws your, your mindset in a tailspin. And, and with that, uh, throwing your, your mindset in a tailspin, you're not knowing whether you're going or coming. And it just it just like it feels it feel like you, it, you, you, you your chest is pounding uh, and it, it, I, as I said I said it felt like my heart was pounding and, and, mm-hmm. and it was just a, such a stress and not knowing how to deal with it but through going through this and, and talking to the psychologist she walked me through it and helped kept me from getting in what I would call a dark place because I was headed towards a dark place and mm-hmm. as she helped me through that, helped me to come back around, and because I, I I found myself uh, on painkillers, and I I found out myself that I even got addicted to these painkillers because there's so many things that can happen when you have mm-hmm. this uh, mental stress, mental anxiety going on. One thing can lead to another, and and yeah. and it can take take you down a dark path. And, and luckily, I I I end up getting the help that I needed to prevent me from getting in that dark place where uh, I, I would have felt like maybe there wouldn't have been no, no return. Uh, mm-hmm. Even <clears throat> while I, and I know I'm going to stop in a second, but even while I was on, on the job, I didn't even let anybody on the job know that I was going through the cancer treatment. So that's another stressor. You trying to keep them from finding out because you don't know your mindset telling you if they know they may fire you. Right. They may, so that's that's another stress, another mental stressor. So you get these stress, mental stresses coming from every different direction and every angle, and you're not knowing what to do. Right, right, right. Well, I know um, 
a lot of times to um, medication, there's a thing where medication induce anxiety, right. you know? So a lot of times you can take, sometimes we can be on medication, whether it be prescription medication or even illegal drugs, you know, a lot, oftentimes we, um, you have withdrawal from certain drugs can trigger some symptoms of anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times people, you know, like you say, you, you, like even you, I'm not saying that this happened to you, but a lot of times when we can be on uh, a, a medication for a certain disease or something that we're being treated for, and then we get off that medication, like you say, like for painkillers or something like that, a lot of times um, medication can trigger something else, like an anxiety disorder. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people start feeling anxious about, am I going to have this pain when I get off of this medication? So you start feeling stressed and fearful about just having that intense pain that you had to deal with and the medication help you to deal with the pain that you were having in your body. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when we get off of medication or medication can right. induce uh, a trigger um, certain types of anxieties also, you know, so <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, um, I know when we were younger, um, a lot of times people looked at, um, mental health, just like things like schizophrenia and things like that. Right. But, you know, it's, 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 it's not even just, um, schizophrenia, you know, like I said, you know, things like eating disorders, you know, right. people that, suffer from anorexia and bulimia, you know, we don't think of those as being, you know, mental illnesses, right. but they are, you mm -hmm. know, because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, sometimes people look at themselves in the mirror and they feel like they bigger than they are and they, you know, you know, don't eat, you know what I'm saying? And right. they just, you know, that's a mental illness that, and people need to get help for those, um, those type of disorders. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't think of those as mental illnesses. We just say she got, you know, she be in there throwing up or whatever, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> right. you know, or, 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 um, you know, sometimes people binge eat, you know, binge mm -hmm. eating, you know, some people eat, 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 and then they just go throw it all up, right. you know? So those are, types of disorders that we really need to, you know, um, bring light to, right. you know, um, and that they're disorders that we need to, which I know most people know that they need to get help for those type of things. But, you know, I just know growing up a lot of times we didn't even think of things like that, you know, like eating disorders and mm -hmm. stuff like that. We just like, Oh, she just don't eat, you know, or whatever. So, um, one of the things that I <clears throat> found out uh, and feel in within uh, dealing with uh, people that uh, had those uh, going through mental, what I call mental distress, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot of times they don't think they're going through anything. They think it's normal because it's something that they've been dealing with for so long. And so, right. so they don't know what normal is. So that is their norm. And right, so, right. so, so it's hard to convince uh, some people sometimes to to get the help that they need in order to to um, to help them to get 
and to a what I call a, a mental safe place uh, mm-hmm. because uh, they've been in this place for so long or if uh, they've been prescribed some medication and uh, they get the feeling what I call better. feeling better or feeling what they call right. Mm-hmm. They feel that they don't need it no more and they get off of it. And sometimes when that person gets off of it, it takes them takes them to a dark place quick. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they don't even realize they, they, they've gotten there, but they, they, they remember uh, how that medication helped them to get to feel normal. So they, they don't want to get back on it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it can cause some serious situations. Uh, I, I'm reminded of dealing with some people that I, that I knew that were close to me that uh, went through these type of things, and it wasn't it wasn't always easy to convince them uh, to to take the medication. They would always say, "I don't need it no more. I'm better." And uh, right. uh, sometimes we do get to we can get to a point and get better to where we don't need the medication if we're on it. But so, I believe. Uh, it's not just the medication that we need help with, but we need to have the counseling that we need to help us to get into that better place. And, right. when, and when we get into that better place, that I believe that that doctor, that, doctor, that psychologist, or psychiatrist can help us uh, to to take the minimum amount of medication or to get off of it because it's not always a permanent thing. Sometimes it's there for that uh, period of time and we get that help and it uh, teaches us how to deal, to cope with uh, uh, life on, on certain situations and we don't need it no more. So right. when I when I look at uh, <clears throat> going through the, the situation with the cancer, uh, the, the doctor helped me to work through it because I was, I was headed down, I was spiraling because I, I was nervous, uh, didn't know what to do. I said, okay, uh, am I going to make it through this? Uh, uh, my dad died at 59. Am I going to die before then? Uh, it, just so many things start to to come at us at different angles and different directions, and you don't mm-hmm. know what to do. So uh, it, it's good to have that, to get that help, to seek that help mm-hmm. out. And if, uh, one of the things I found that sometimes we are afraid to go to our, whether it's a friend or loved one, to go to them and tell them maybe you need some help. Because mm-hmm. we, we're afraid of what they're going to say, what they're going to think of us, uh, whether they're going to tr- turn it back on us. And we don't want to offend them. But if we don't say nothing, we can, they could end up in going d- down a road, what I call a road of, that could end up in the road of no return. So it's, right. so it's so important for us to be willing to take, and I ain't going to say take or get chance, but willing to, to, to care enough about that person to mm-hmm. to 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 do whatever we have to do to help them to get in that safe place and, and what you, you what what I learned you can't do you can't uh joke about it you can't uh uh put them down when they when when they're going through a situation you have to be a what I call a builder you have to be building them up constantly uh helping mm-hmm. them to get to a place where they feel comfortable again in life to where they they can uh uh function in a way that that's going to be useful for them and useful for those around them. Right. Right. You, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, it's just like when a person is having a, um, 
a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown, you know, a lot of times, sometimes people don't even realize that they're at that place. Right. You know, because like you said, you, we, a lot of times we deal with, you know, our, what, there are symptoms, but we don't realize, we don't recognize them as symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have problems sleeping, we have insomnia. You know, we don't, we don't sleep, we don't realize, you know, that that's, you know, things kind of just build up, you know, sometimes we have suicidal thoughts, you right. know, like, like, I don't feel like being here no more. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm tired of this. You know, um, we have a uh, increased tendency sometimes to, you know, just want to harm ourselves or, um, you know, sometimes we just feel like we have lost hope, you know, we just feel like utter disappointment about things that's going on in our lives. And like you said, like we said before, like we have anxiety and, you know, we have those tense muscles, you know, we feel shaky and dizzy, you know, we don't realize that those are symptoms of mental, you know, breakdown, you know, because we just deal with life, you know, we feel like, you know, like I'm okay and stuff like that. But those are symptoms of mental nervous breakdown, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, a lot of times we have nervous breakdowns or, um, you know, mental breakdowns because we have different things that has happened in our life like we got a divorce or mm -hmm. we lost a loved one and right now with this um we're still dealing with this pandemic uh, mm -hmm. you know a lot of times people are still you know are nervous about traveling mm -hmm. you know some people you know a lot of people are traveling now but we still have a lot of people that is nervous about that you know you got people that work in the healthcare you know, industry, you know, I happen to have a son that works in the healthcare industry and it's taking a toll, you know, on him and he okay. has to mind his mental health, you know, right. because otherwise even he could have a nervous breakdown. There's so mm -hmm. many nurses and, and doctors that are quitting the field, right. you know, uh, 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 being nurses and stuff like that because they're having a, a mental breakdown, mm -hmm. you know, from just the daily task of dealing with patients that are sick, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and so, you know, we have to mind our mental health and we have to recognize the signs and the symptoms, even when we having a nervous breakdown, you know, because like I said, a nervous breakdown is a little bit different from having a uh, mental illness, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, but there's still, it's still a mental um, health issue that we have to get help for you know a lot of times like you said we need counseling we might need meditation we might mm -hmm. need to just talk to a, a family member or a friend mm -hmm. you know and um get the help that we need because you know we got family that's counting on us you know what i'm saying and sometimes we just gotta step aside take a break you know what i'm saying go for a walk i know myself you know sometimes i feel like i have a mental breakdown myself with dealing with my grandchildren, you know what I'm saying? When they're here all the time and they're always, you know, calling on me to do something for them. Sometimes I just have to say, I'll be back at one, take me a walk, you know, for an hour. And just getting out there, taking a walk for an hour makes me feel so much better. You, you know what I'm saying? Time. Yes. You know, sometimes we have to do that. You know, you got to learn how to breathe, you know, like maybe learn how to take deep breaths, go somewhere and just, take a deep breath, mm -hmm. 
you know, and 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 and, and you know, get rid of some of that stress on you because sometimes mm-hmm. it co- things come so quickly, you know, and we just really have to mind our mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. I think about um, going back to the Summer Olympics. Everybody was talking about Simone Biles, and initially people were saying, right. you know, like she was having a mental break or whatever. Right. But you know, whether she was having a mental break or it was. Um, she said, uh, what was it called when they uh, lose their uh, sense of where they had an, um I forgot what the term was, right. when they flipping or whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, she had to not worry about how she looked or what people were going to say about her exactly. and make sure that she took care <laughs> of herself. And that's what we have to do, too. We have to not worry about what somebody's going to say what somebody's going to do, how I'm going to look to somebody else. We have to mind ourselves and get the help that we need so that we can be healthy mentally and physically. Right. Excuse me. One of the things that I, um, as I've had to deal with um, people along uh, the road or the way, as I would say it, I, I try to not call it a mental illness mm-hmm. uh, because I found that uh, so many times people get offensive uh, or feel offensive when you call or say that they have an illness. Sometimes I, if I found it better to just say they are having a, a mental uh, problem uh, mm-hmm. or they, they're having uh, mental distress. It's easier to accept that word Sometimes right. then it is easier to, to say that uh, they have a mental illness because then mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to accept it or say that they're sick. Uh, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but if, if you say that they're having a, a, a mental problem, a mental challenge, mm-hmm. a mental d- distress, it's, mm-hmm. it's easier for a person to um, uh, understand or to uh, deal with it because you're not just saying that they're ill because right. it's not it's not always an illness it, it, you know it's I I didn't call mine an illness it was I was in distress right <laughs> I had a distressful situation it wasn't uh, when I think of illness I think of a situation to where uh, like uh, a sickness, but this was a distress that I just needed to learn how to cope uh, mm-hmm. with the situation, and right. uh, just and, and I'm just at that uh, at this time I'm trying to talk about me, so I'm not just saying somebody saying, well, you don't understand. Yeah, well, we all go through some types of things sometimes, so mm-hmm. uh, we all have. Uh, I, when I first thought I when I first had a, a panic attack, I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to die uh, right. because my chest was pounding. I didn't know what to mm-hmm. do, didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out what it was <clears throat> and uh, I actually had uh, uh, the Veterans Administration, they gave me some apps and put it on my phone. And when I felt that coming, <clears throat> excuse me, when I felt that coming, uh, I could I could play these uh, different apps on my phone and they would they would bring me down uh, it, right. it's something how uh, something subtle uh, like uh, almost like an ocean or, or different little things that they they would have or something that would 
would talk you down uh, from a from a from a from a place, and I'll just call it from a place. It talk you down from a place, and then help you to get get beyond that, and then you 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 okay. I was even to the point <clears throat> I had got to the point to where I couldn't even sleep without without playing one of these apps. It had to get me down to where I could even go to sleep because I, I was in such distress and did not know how to to get beyond it because I, I like I said I could not sleep but as as I I, I I got honest with them and shared with them and they was able to help help me get beyond that that place and and now I even keep the, the apps on my phone to this day in case <clears throat> I ever feel myself getting in a situation like that I right. I can always just uh, instead of having to call someone, I can just uh, play this because they, uh, what I call, trained me on on, on the, the signs to know when I'm getting uh, panicky. Or, or mm -hmm. so I, I, they taught me sometimes you just be quiet and, and don't right. say nothing, and just just right. sit there. No matter what somebody's saying, you just be quiet and right. and and just it's just think of things that relax you. And it'll, it'll help bring, it would, and with me, it would, it would help bring me back down. So, right. Well, I know, um, I know one of the techniques for um, anxiety disorder <clears throat> or panic attacks is, like you say, breathing, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times you breathe in shallow and, you know, it, which, you know, make you, you know, kind of be a little more anxious. But when you learn to take those long, deep breaths, yeah. it kind of, help you to like you say become more calm and that's that's the good thing about like um learning yoga you know when you're doing um you know things like yoga mm -hmm. you know it helps you to learn to to breathe and to relax and to stay calm and stay in a mental um place so those are some things that can help us without having to you know get on medication and stuff you know right. you can learn learn those techniques of just the deep breathing, right? You know, sometimes you have to do like massage. You know, have a massage therapy or something like that. You know, those things really do help to relax you and to calm you down, mm -hmm. so that you don't feel that anxiousness. You know, and that anxiety and that worry. Right. You know, so um, I know I've also used um, one of those type of uh, breathing apps that help you to, um, you know, to relax. Um, but yeah, you know, there are other things too that can help us like, um, cutting down on, you know, alcohol or caffeine, because believe it or not, you know, like when you having like anxiety, for instance, right. when you drink caffeine, you know, cause caffeine already kind of sometimes can give you, um, you know, like the jitters, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you drink caffeine in the morning or something like that, mm -hmm. and you're already dealing with like um, anxiety and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times if you just cut back on, you know, some of the caffeine, maybe drink some tea instead, something mm -hmm. that has less caffeine in it, you know, that'll help with those, um, that anxiety exactly. also, you know, but, you know, a lot of times we just got to get us some good sleep. You know, learn how to, you know, just get us a book and take our, our mind off of some stuff, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, I know one thing that helped me um, back in the day when I was dealing with anxiety, um, my doctor had told me to try, like, crocheting. I was like, crocheting? What that? <laughs> but, actually, <laughs> but actually, you know, it really did 
help because you know what I was you know I it got my mind off of everything else you know what I'm saying exactly. and I was just sitting there crocheting and it made me really relax you right. know it, it it really did <clears> you know so there are some things that we can do to you know like get our mind off of mm -hmm. stuff and that's what we really have to do we really have to make take time for ourselves because like I said earlier you know with are still dealing with a pandemic and people still want to be able to travel and now we're dealing with this delta variant you know um you know some, some people just you know they want to be able to get back to life as right. it was and i think it's going to be a while before we get back to life as it was so yeah, we got to learn so. some techniques to take care of ourselves right you i believe you're exactly right um when I when I uh, think about uh, this pandemic situation that we're dealing with, it caused me a tremendous stress. Uh, it caused me to uh, be in distress, uh, dealing with it, trying to stay safe, trying to stay away from people, and uh, ended up in a situation to where even I, <laughs> as much as I tried to stay away from people, I ended up getting the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, although I was asymptomatic, I did not even know I had it. But right. uh, when my wife got tested and she came up negative <laughs> on the rapid test, she came up negative, I came up positive. Mm. Uh, she, having, uh, si she having effects, I'm having none. So, mm. and then it wasn't until they, they finished uh, the regular test to where we found out that she had it. And because uh, she was telling me when she found out I had it and hers came up negative, she was telling me to stay away from her. <laughs> she was saying, stay away from me, stay away from me. And uh, mm -hmm. time to find out that, I think it was that Sunday we found out that, that she actually had it. <laughs> and, and then you know how... You, I, you want to throw the joke back? What you talking about? Stay away from me. You, you got it too. Right. So it don't do no good to stay away from neither one of us. We both got it now. So right, uh, right, right. But uh, I thank God we were able to get through that. And uh, I, I don't tell nobody else what to do. But mm -hmm. I tell you, for me and my house, <laughs> we got vaccinated. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, when I can get that booster, I'm getting it. I'm get that. Yeah. I'm get every boost I can because I don't want to be in that situation no more. So right. I, I never want to have to be in a uh, deal with uh, being locked. Basically, what I call locked in a room or locked mm -hmm. in a house and and can't go and can't do so, and it causes um, issues uh, with your body because you can't get to exercise, you can't move like you should. So it can cause leg problems, hip problems, all kinds of problems. Uh, think about being still for 10 days not being able to go around people and do do nothing uh, right. it can cause you issues and cause you not only uh, physical but mental issues so it's just okay. it's just so much that, that we as <clears throat> human beings are, are, are coping with right now so anybody uh, that may listen to this podcast I hope that if you end, end up with a situation that you end up with a virus and you need to talk to someone find someone that you can talk to, that that uh, you can communicate, because communi I'm learning uh, when we are able to communicate with other people, it helps us to deal with those type situations. Right, right. You're right. You know, we do have to um, 
you know, um, be open and honest with other people. And um, um, I'm going to say this, and I know we probably um, getting to the point of, of wrapping it up, but, right. um, you know, a lot of times, you know, going back to the, I know we talk about mental mental illness, but these things cause anxiety for us. A lot of times, if we know someone who, you know, I heard someone say on Facebook that mm-hmm. COVID is not, you know, it's not a secret. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we treat it like a secret. So it's like you go over a family member's house, you know, you've been exposed. <laughs> right. Tell your family, you know right. what I'm saying? Because that causes a lot of stress and anxiety right. on other people. Mm-hmm. And then if you show up to the house and knowing that you've been exposed and you don't share that with other people, and then they find out later, oh, that person came to my house and they had COVID, you know, now they're dealing with the stress, you know, or am I, am I going to get it? You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's not a not it's not like a secret you know we're helping each other by letting each other know what's what's going on in our lives and stuff like that but you know um this pandemic has caused so much mental stress on a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know and especially the healthcare workers you know um so many of them are just just want to just throw in a towel and quit because right. they feel like they on like a like you know how they showed a little hamster on a little wheel, mm-hmm. like like they just on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And right. um, it's it's just it's just a very stressful time for healthcare workers, and we really need to really thank a healthcare worker for all exactly. the mental mm-hmm. stress and anxiety that they have to deal with on a daily basis, going into those jobs, taking care of people, taking care of people who blame you know the pandemic on them you know and treat them poorly right you know and and things like that and then they have to come home and feel like they're running the risk of uh, exposing their own family right to what they have to do every day go to work to treat people to help them to, to get back to a healthy place you know so these healthcare workers are really, really under a lot of stress and anxiety that I don't think sometimes people don't really realize how much anxiety and stress that the healthcare workers are really dealing with, you know, and I think sometimes we really do take them for granted. So, and you know, with everybody fighting over masks, do I mask or unmask? It's a lot of stress, you know, everybody's stressed out these Mm. days, you know, and dealing with anxiety. You know, just with our kids going to school, like my grandchildren going exactly. to school every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the schools don't want, you know, like our governor here in our state, you know, don't want people to wear masks to school, you know. But, you know, we they wear masks in the hospital to keep themselves safe. I worked in the hospital for 10 years, right. you know. You go in a room, somebody got sick, they got TB or, you know, tuberculosis or any other disease, you know, that, that, that we can get. Mm-hmm. We have to wear a mask. Had to wear a mask, had to wear a gown, had to put on some gloves. Right. There's nothing, it's not going to hurt us. You know what I'm saying? So I just think we're bringing more stress and anxiety on ourselves because we're fighting, uh, we're just fighting each other. So. Right. And w- w- one of the things we're also going to do, we're going to lose loved ones that we wouldn't have had to lose if we was been willing to just do what's necessary. Not, if you don't feel that you need it, maybe if you take it, uh, get the get the vaccine. You may protect your grandchildren. You may protect uh, your children. You may protect your mother, your father, your uh, sister, your brother, uh, your coworker. It's just so many things. We 
working on a job where we had someone to um, lose their life to the virus, um, and this was early on with it. Uh, you know, we still, you know, you see here, still hear people talking about that today. So mm-hmm. it, it still is called it's a stressor on the job. So it, right. uh, it's a stressor not only on the job, on your home, in your uh, right. your family gatherings, when you yeah. go to the grocery stores. Uh, you know, I hear people talk about I'm not going unless I go early in the morning or late in the middle of the night when nobody's there. It's just those are uh, those additional stressors that we are getting because mm-hmm. of so many things that are going on in our lives today. So right, yes. right, yes. But we're gonna get ready to wind this up uh, just uh, uh, a couple of minutes. Uh, we want you to, uh, if you're willing, to give your uh, final closing uh, remarks uh, so we can uh, get ready to close this segment out. Uh, We'll discuss whether we want to do a part two or not. Uh, but I think and I hope that someone uh, hears this and gets something out of it that will be useful and productive for them. Well, I just want to, you know, encourage people to take care of themselves, you know, um, taking care of yourselves, you know, just take some time out to exercise, you know, regularly, you know, take time to find a a counselor or a physician, a therapist, a psychologist or psychiatrist, if you need it, you know, um, cut back on caffeine, alcohol, drugs, you know, anything like that, that's not, you know, helping you. Sometimes it contributes to your anxiety and things like that. Mm -hmm. And try to get some good sleep you know, and, and do some relaxation techniques, like doing some yoga, some deep breathing, right. you know, things like that to help to control and manage the stresses in, in your lives, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, just make sure you talk to somebody if you feel that, you know, you, you get a lot of stress on you and you just need somebody to talk to, you know, and I'm sure everybody has somebody that they can can talk to to help them, you know, to get through this time that we all going through. We all going through some stresses, but we don't want to get to the place um, that we have um, mental breakdowns, you know. So, um, and then if you're dealing with mental illness, again, you know, find a physician, get the help you need, and take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as I <clears throat> say, um, my final things. One one of the things I uh, learned through this uh, pandemic that there's a lot of people that um, I ain't going to say afraid that will not go to funerals and I understand because yeah. you, you, if you're not comfortable you don't need to be there and if they're they're not following social distancing and everything you don't need to be there uh, but a lot of times uh, there's uh, alternative methods uh, a lot of times they're having uh funerals online, um, Zoom and stuff like that, where it's closed into a family, where this ain't on a Facebook or nothing like that, but uh, right. something like that, that, that you, you can you can be part of it, but you don't have to be there. You don't have to be uh, exposed to uh, the, the stress and anxiety of being in the room with others. Um, so um, we want everyone to look at uh, everything that's going on around them, uh, 
do what's going to be best for you and your family. And um, if uh, you feel that uh, the vaccine is not for you, uh, we won't hold that against you. Uh, but I just had to say for my, for my sake, for my family, I felt it best for us to do that. Uh, so um, we're going to get ready to, to close this out. And we want to thank you, Phyllis, for uh, coming back on. It's been about three, four months since we've been able to uh, do a podcast. Uh, we want to thank God for uh, an opportunity for opening the door and helping us to get the equipment straightened out to where we could actually do this. Uh, and it actually sounds better now <laughs> than it did when we first start messing with it. Everything is clear. So we just uh, are thankful. Uh, we ask you all to tell your families uh, uh, to be safe uh, and to be careful and to mask up. This is a time that uh, uh, we need to mask up. We know that we say God will protect us, but he gives us common sense also. There are certain things we must do. And uh, Phyllis, uh, we'll uh, discuss this at a uh, later time as to whether we do a part two or we go to the next topic. And like I say, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming on and thank you for being so insightful to all of our listeners. And with that, we will close this out and we thank you for tuning in thank you for being uh, a part of this and we hope to see you within the next week or two have a good day have a good evening thank you for having me dr smith